When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday, June 5th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, come through and get a split of the series over the weekend uh, against the Twins after losing the first two games. Uh, they rally a couple of close one-run games, but they they pull it out and uh, you know salvage a four and three road trip to Baltimore and Minnesota. Uh, what were the biggest takeaways for you uh, after Sunday's win uh, against the Twins? Uh, Joe, I really like the way uh, Savali and uh, McKenzie came back from uh, their long stay on the IL and uh, pitched uh, combined for 10 scoreless innings. You know, Savali, uh, neither one got the decision, but they really pitched well, and they're really going to solidify that rotation, I think, you know, especially with uh, Cal Quantrill uh, going on the uh, IL. And um, but really, McKenzie looked great Sunday, five scoreless, 10, 10 strikeouts in five innings, Joe. And uh, and uh, um, Savali came back uh, Friday night, five scoreless. Really, you know, his his fastball, you know, was up to 94 miles an hour. He was he showed some zip on the fastball. All his pitches were working. It was just, uh, you know, that's really good. I think they're really going to stabilize this rotation. Yeah, as long as they can stay healthy, stay in the rotation, and and just go out there and give uh, something close to what they both gave uh, on on Friday and and again on Sunday, you, you've really got to like uh, what what both of them brought over the weekend. Kind of more than what was expected. I, I, you certainly didn't think uh, they would go out there and, and and hold that that Twins offense scoreless. Uh, granted, it was without uh, Carlos Correa and, and Byron Buxton for most of that series, uh, but you've still got to go out there and, and make the pitches and, and get the outs, and, and that's what they did uh, against a Minnesota club that, that can hit home runs and that can take you out of the ballpark and and really put pressure on your offense. But at the same time, uh, the other big takeaway, I guess, from the weekend is uh, Cleveland's offense responding and, and showing up, I guess, uh, in 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 some small part, uh, really on this whole road trip, you had Josh Naylor, you had Andres Jimenez, and and Will Brennan, uh, really sort of finally breaking out and and looking like uh, we expected them to look from the start of the year. 
Yeah, um, uh, Naylor's just, uh, you know, he's really come on, Joe. You know, you saw him in Baltimore. He had the big, what, the six RBI game in Baltimore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he finished the road trip with uh, nine RBIs. He's got 21 RBIs in his last, I think, 17 games. Uh, he leads the team, you know, with in, with 41 RBIs. Uh, you know, he's really kind of established himself to hit behind Jose Ramirez. And uh, just uh, he's a force right now, Joe. He's he's uh, doing everything. I mean, he had the big hit Sunday, um, you know, after Ramirez walks with two out in the seventh. You know, he, he almost hits it out of the ballpark, bounces it high off the wall at tar- in the right field wall at target field to score Jose. And then he and then uh, Medrads, I mean, uh, uh, Andres Jimenez. Come, comes up and hits a triple and he's also starting to starting to heat up Joe uh, you know if they get those if um, if a, if a Jimenez can start hitting and you know just you know kind of get close to what he was last year this this offense is going to be is finally going to start percolating I think yeah Andres Jimenez in his last 15 games uh 15 hits in 54 at bats a 278 average but the slugging percentage uh 370. Uh, and and only five strikeouts in, in in over that stretch over 50 at bats. Uh, Josh Naylor over his last 15 games, uh, and he's at 15 RBIs, uh, 18 hits in 51 at bats, a uh, a 5.69 slugging percentage. So so really, uh, you know, where the the team was lacking that power was where uh, you know these guys really stepped in and over that that uh, road trip really sort of stepped up their game and, and started performing. But it's uh, it's Will Brennan. I, I, you got to go back to uh, the the games against uh, 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 Chicago where uh, Will Brennan killed the bird with the line drive. And we talked about it and we <laughs> joked about it and we laughed. But since that game, Will Brennan's been on fire at the plate. Um, I, I mean, he's he comes up with the big home run on what Saturday night and Saturday and, night, yeah, and really lifts the the there. Uh, but he was he was getting hits in bunches all over the place all weekend. Yeah, it's really you know he's really you know kind of uh, finally starting to heat up again. You know he had that he had the 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 uh, the slow April. He's come back. He's he I think he hit like two forty two fifty in May, and now he's really uh, he's really hot in uh, uh, June. And like you said, he had the two run homer. Uh, on the, in the seventh inning Saturday, Quant, you know, adds another home run for the insurance run in that four to two win. And, uh, he just looks, uh, he's made some adjustments. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's hung in there, Joe. He's, he's coming back. I think he's making better decisions, you know, on, on pitches on the plate. And, uh, he just looks, uh, he looks a lot more comfortable. Meanwhile, you're still finding places for Gabriel Arias to to come in and produce, and and he's uh, you know turned in some fine defensive performances. We saw him uh, make a nice play in that uh, scary collision with Royce Lewis at the end of yesterday's game. Uh, but Will Brennan, like you said, getting the opportunity, 15 hits in his last 43 at bats, batting 349 uh, and and slugging 535. I, I mean, it's 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 really good to, to see that. Uh, kind of production out of the the rookie there, and and they're going to need that uh, moving forward and into this next week with uh, you know big series against Boston and Houston coming up, uh, and and you're going to get to see McKenzie and Savali again against some pretty good offenses, so uh, you know that'll be, be be good to see moming forward. Uh, you mentioned uh, Med Rosario, you mentioned Cal Quantrill, 
both of them uh, dealing with injuries. Quantrill to the 15-day uh, injured list, uh, sort of uh, to make room for Aaron Savali coming off the injured list. Uh, they moved Quantrill out of the rotation and into the, um, you know, uh, onto the injured list as uh, we we had speculated maybe they were going to move him into the bullpen, but that that move didn't have to take place because of the injury. I guess he's got a, a sore shoulder and, and received an injection. Uh, and what, when can we expect that, to, you know, him to start getting back on the field and getting back into baseball activity? Yeah, Joe, I would think, you know, you, after you get an injection, a pitcher gets an injection like that, they're usually shut down for three or four days. They don't pick up a ball. You know, he's on the 15-day uh, IL, uh, Francona, Thought it wasn't going to be a matter of weeks. It would be a matter of days, more likely, where he could, you know, restart his throwing program. But we'll have to see, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it. You know, I guess you know. I guess they'll they'll take the 15 days and then go from there. Maybe maybe he'll have to go out on a rehab start uh, or a, or two. And it depends how these guys are pitching, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. if this rotation stays solid. Uh, what do you do? It's a good problem to have, but if you're Cal Quantrill, you're probably sitting there wondering, you know, if I get healthy, where, uh, how, where am I going to end up here? Yeah, well, one uh, one pitcher who's uh, doesn't know for sure where he's going to end up right now is Zach Plesac. Like you mentioned, uh, Plesac designated for assignment uh, before Sunday's game. Uh, he had been in Columbus uh, his last five starts. He was one and three with an ERA over seven and a half. Uh, and and really uh, a lot of what nine home runs in that stretch and uh, not a lot of uh, his strikeout to walk ratios has been uh, you know plummeting ever since 2019. Uh, but this is this pretty much brings to an end uh, the, a, a chapter with the, with Zach Plesac and the Guardians because I can't imagine Plesac wanting to to resign even if he does clear waivers uh, after the 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 seven day period is up. Uh, you know, what What do you think the future is for Zach Plesek with this club? Or, you know, are there takers that, that would try and, you know, maybe claim him as a, a project? Yeah, Joe, I think, uh, I think you know, they've got, like you said, they've got seven days to trade, release, or put him on waivers. I think they'll be able to trade him. I think there's enough market out there for starting pitchers uh, for, you know, and Plesek, uh you know, everybody thinks they can turn around, you know, a guy that, that might need some adjustments, um, or they, I think he could be, he could help somebody in the bullpen. Now, you know, if he does clear waivers, if they, you know, he, they can't trade him and he clears waivers, they could outright him, uh, to, uh, Columbus, uh, if, if, or, or they just, you know, outright release him. So we'll have to see what happens there. But, uh, you know, this is a guy that, you know, came up with that, that great 2016 draft class of Bieber and, and Savali. You know, they all kind of came to the big leagues at the same time. You know, in, in 2019, he's eight and six. 2020, he's four and two. Uh, 2021, he's ten and six. And then it just kind of the air went out of the balloon. Joe, it's three and twelve last year, and he just you know a, a, a rough start this year in in the big league rotation and also at Columbus. So, you know, it it just shows you how fast it can go. You know, for for and this is a guy that. Has it stayed healthy, Joe? He's never been hurt. And, uh, well, I, you know, I, no, he has been hurt. He's been self-inflicted. In oh, his, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, self-inflicted. Over yeah. the last couple of years, I think the majority of the issues with him 
uh, probably not physical and probably, uh, you know, even less mechanical than they are, uh, you know, mental and emotional. This is a guy who who couldn't handle the maturity level needed to to be a productive uh, and consistent starter in the major leagues. He he went out there and, you know, would punch the mound after he gave up a home run or or rip off his shirt and, and, and screw up his hand and, and wind up on the injured list. Uh, you know, and that's on top of the, the, the 2020 debacle with Mike Clevenger, where he, uh, you know, put his teammates at risk uh, during the COVID pandemic season. So, uh, yeah, this uh, to me, this is as much a, you know, maybe this is a guy who needs a fresh start more than anybody else. Or another reason why I don't think he would, you know, even consider coming back to uh, the Guardians if uh, if he does clear waivers and, and is outrighted. Uh, I, I really don't think that that's uh, the case. I, I, he would. He's got more than three years of service time, so he could reject the outright, couldn't he? Uh, and, and just look for greener pastures if you're Zach Plesac. Yeah, I, I've got. I'd, I'd have to check that rule. I thought it was five years, but I, I mean, uh, you, where you can turn it down. But if you turn it down, I think you you forfeit your salary. Yeah, you for, it, that's another reason why you you might want to go back to uh, Columbus. Is the uh, the two point uh, what two point nine five million on the. Uh, on the table that uh, that you'd be leaving behind. So, yeah, we we'll wait uh, we'll wait until the end of next week to see, you know, what the uh, the outcome is. Maybe they trade him before that. And they find a taker and uh, he moves on. But still, uh, just a, a move and a development that should have come as a surprise to nobody, especially given the way that he was performing in Columbus after the uh, after the option a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, no 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 doubt about that. And. Uh... You know, those, it just, I mean, when you have, when you have, you know, when that 2016 group came up, you know, Bieber and Savali and, and uh, Police Act, you thought, geez, you know, this is for the next five or six years, this is your rotation, but it, things change, man. And uh, you, you've got to keep going forward in the big leagues. You've got to keep producing. If you produce, you know, everybody puts up with a lot, but if, if you produce if you don't produce and and you you have some you know you have some things going on off outside the field you know off the field or you have uh you know like some issues with with police that kind of punching punching things or punching the mound or breaking his thumb uh you know that those catch up with you i mean it, production is the key in the big leagues and uh you can get away with a lot when you're when you're winning ball games all right. Uh, I want to, you know, take a step back and, and look now at, you know, just where the Guardians are in terms of uh, the AL Central. They went into this four game weekend series uh, that they split with the Twins and they were three and a half out when the series started. They they come home on the off day and they're, they're still three and a half out. Uh, Chicago now uh, sort of uh, nipping at their heels. They've won three in a row and they're uh, sort of the, you know, gaining a little momentum that way. Uh, Detroit uh, maybe heading in the other direction. They've lost a couple in a row, and uh, they're also losing players to the injured list. Detroit loses uh, Riley Green to a knee injury, and uh, a guy who really handled the Guardians in both times that he faced him, Eduardo Rodriguez, a lefty starter, uh, has a finger injury. Uh, you've got to you've got to look at Detroit and think uh, they're not exactly built to to sustain injuries to those key players and keep themselves uh, surprisingly in a race like they are right now. Yeah, Rodriguez, that's a devastating injury. That's that pulley, you know, that pulley injury in the finger. We've seen guys, you know, that's sidelined Savali two years ago for what? 
two, mm-hmm. three months. I mean, that's that that's that's not a joke injury. That's a that and this guy was, I, you know, Joe. I think you'd agree. He was he was the best starter we've seen all year, wasn't he? Yeah, In the yeah, two more than years. once. He was a Cy Young candidate to me, or an early season Cy Young guy. So uh, that that's just that's that's a tough tough injury for Detroit and losing Green too. I mean, yeah. excellent center fielder, young player, power hitter, uh, can run. You know, really an exciting guy. And to and, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how long he'll be out, but that's another big injury. Yeah, with uh, with Rodriguez signing, you know, it, you just kind of got the feeling when he he signed with uh, Detroit, uh, you, know, you know, last year before last year, you got the feeling, oh, this is a guy who could who could really sort of take it to Cleveland, especially being a lefty and and with his uh, his history and, and what he's done in the past, uh, you, you thought, oh man, if this guy stays healthy and he's around, he'll he'll give Cleveland problems, and he did the first two times that they they faced him, and Riley Green we saw as a rookie come up last year. And, and just from the from the start as a highly touted prospect, uh, you know, and, and he always hit Cleveland very well. Uh, you know, even even this season, a uh, couple of hits, a couple of big hits in games, uh, actually won a game uh, early in the season in April uh, against Cleveland. But you've got to, you know, you look at him and you think this is a guy who's going to be around for a long time and, and really be a, a pain in Cleveland's side. Uh, when both of those guys are are, are sidelined, it, it makes their uh, their chances definitely a a little uh, you know more challenging in the American League Central for Detroit. Uh, but right now that that puts Cleveland in a good position going into a, a couple of big home game uh, home series uh, this week against Boston against Houston as they're looking forward to uh, you know playing against teams that can hit the ball. So you, you've got to continue that sort of offensive trajectory that you uh you know developed over these last seven games on the road uh they, they showed in baltimore that they could hit they showed in uh minnesota that when they needed a clutch hit at the end of the game the last two games they they got that so uh you know the, the, all promising signs uh, you know it, it's not going to come all at once uh, but uh, the indications are that things are trending in the right direction at least for the offense for cleveland yeah, definitely, Joe. I mean, it's still watching this offense. It's like it'll drive you crazy, man. It's just what uh, the, here are the four <laughs> scores to that 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 weekend series. They they got a six three lead Thursday night and and blow it. It turns into a seven six loss. They lose it the next night one to nothing. They win Saturday four to two and they win Sunday two to one. I mean, every game is like this, and, and like you know, I mean, it, it's. I mean, you can't it's, take a deep breath when you watch this team. I mean, this look at this. Emmanuel Class A is eight, what nineteen for twenty four in save situations. Mm-hmm. This guy has pitched in thirty of their fifty nine games. I think if they play, yeah, thirty of their fifty nine games, only six have been non non save situations. This guy is he's pitching over half their games and yeah. all, if, most of them are in save situations. If you don't blow his arm out, you're gonna blow his head because it's yeah. mentally it's exhausting just to have to go out there every game with no margin for error at the end of the game. Yeah. It's uh, from our perspective it's impossible to write uh, you know uh, following this team uh, because you have to write two concurrent game stories, one for if they lose at the end and one for if they win because you never know What's going to happen? It, it, they can't spread games out. I thought on Thursday, once they got that 6-3 lead, I was like, well, 
Poinsy's got, you know, a little bit of room to work with. He can breathe. He can, he can, he can write his, his story. They're going to hold it. The bullpen's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden the, the collapse happens. Uh, and, and it's, you, that's to be expected every once in a while, but every game you've got that, that pressure on you. It's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough, Tito's fond of saying it's a, it's a tough way to win. Well, it's, <laughs> uh, they found a way to do it four times during the, during the, the, the road trip. So, uh, right now we're, we're into the off day. Uh, they're all relaxing. Hopefully they come into the park, uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, ready to go at the, uh, the Red Sox should be a, a fun series. Want to remind our, our listeners here about subtext, our subscription service, uh, as all of these, uh, roster moves. And there have been a lot, uh, you know, I forgot to even mention Josh Bell and his wife having their, uh, their baby girl over the weekend. So, uh, Josh Bell was, was absent for the, uh, the series against Minnesota, uh, but he should be back, and that should cause another um, uh, headache and, and problem for this roster. What do you do with Josh Bell when he comes back? Well, uh, if you're a Subtext subscriber, you're going to know before everybody else what the move is uh, because we'll have it and we'll push it out to you. 216-208-4346 is the number to text if you want uh, to subscribe or go to cleveland.com slash subtext. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, and you can sign up and get texts from myself and from Hoinsey, uh, and and stay on top of the uh, the latest uh, Guardians roster moves. What uh, what do you think the uh, the Guardians have ahead and have in store for uh, for the the fans this week? Well, I think uh, you know Joe. You know, obviously Josh Bell's coming back, like you said. Uh, you know, I, I guess they could. Uh, you know, uh, Rocchio has been up. Ryan Rocchio, he could. You know, they could send him back down. So that's a move there. Uh, and we're going to see. Uh, you know, well, uh, it's going to be interesting with uh, Boston. Uh, you know, coming in and and uh, you know we'll see uh, Corey Kluber. Kluber's in the bullpen now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much t- how much we'll see him. Uh, if they do see him a lot, it means uh, things are going well for Cleveland, I guess. Yeah, that could be the case. Uh, it is June fifth. We've got to be getting close to the Super Two date for uh, for Bo Naylor, the the date where where he can come up and and be and join the major league roster and the guardians can get that extra year of control over his, uh, uh, his uh, arbitration time and all that. Uh, what uh, do you think by the end of this week, we could maybe see Bo Naylor in a guardians uniform? Well, I, you know, that's a great question, Joe, because I know there's something, something is changing with the catching rotation with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The last 10 games, you know, it's been split evenly between Gallagher and, uh, um, you know, uh, Sanino. God, what? Sanino, right? No. Correct. Like, yes. Zanino. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, with um, you know, with Gallagher and Zanino, and uh, so you know that's that's interesting to me because Zanino's supposed to be the starter, but you know Gallagher as the backup has played just as much as him. I don't know what it means, but uh, you know I would think they're getting you know they're getting closer here to making a move with well, uh, with Naylor's. It's got to happen soon, I think. Well, and also you've got to look at some of those games uh, and look at who Gallagher is getting the start, uh, you know, catching. Uh, he he always works really well with Logan Allen, but uh, we didn't see that. I, we, I believe it was Zanino uh, catching Logan Allen uh, on Saturday. Um, and uh, he, the veteran guys, uh, Savali and McKenzie, both got Gallagher. So, you know, read into that what you want. But, you know, those guys sort of have a little bit of a say in, in who they want to throw to. 
and, and I, I've been hearing rumblings about pitch calling and and defense and pitch framing just in terms of the you know the that that aspect of things that the that some of the veteran guys are more comfortable throwing to Gallagher. Uh, and you might see more of Gallagher, like you said, uh, splitting it more evenly than maybe just a, a backup role, uh, at least until Naylor gets here. Uh, it could be a real interesting uh, move once uh, once Naylor does arrive on the roster. Are they going to eat the remainder of uh, Zanino's contract and just cut him loose? Because uh, I think uh, it, from from what I can tell and from from what I've seen, uh, they're they've lost a lot of patience with Zanino uh, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know, he, you know, he's he's not hitting, you know, and which is a big thing. I think he's his plate, you know, has he's been blocking balls better. Uh, you know, he did, uh, you know, he, you know, he, like you said, what, what he caught, uh, he, he caught, caught Bybee, he caught Bybee, and I believe he caught, um, he caught Bybee and Allen in this past series, yeah. and Gallagher yeah. caught uh, McKenzie and Savali. Yeah, and Allen, you know, goes six innings, two runs. He wins, you know, he wins that game against uh, the Twins. Uh, Bybee, uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of stubbed his toe a little bit. Um, you know, he took the, uh, you know, gives up, but he only gives up three runs in five five innings, six uh, six strikeouts. Yeah, so I I don't know what's going on, Joe. I think uh, there might be, you know, but it is strange. It is unusual that that you know uh, Francona is splitting, well, you know, splitting the the work behind the plate so evenly because you know he hasn't done that. That's that's not been his trademark in the past. Yeah, I'm, I, I can pretty much tell you from behind the scenes that the, the veterans don't want to throw to Zanino; they want to throw to Gallagher, and that's that's sort of the sentiment that's out there. Uh, you know, without putting any names uh, forward, I think that's that's the case, and that's that's really you know next time. Next time Shane Bieber goes out on the mound, let's see who uh, let's see who's the starting catcher, and, and that'll that'll pretty much prove it because he's your ace, he's your number one, he gets to pick, and if it's Gallagher, that's uh, that's an indication right there. Yeah, well Gallagher caught Bieber the last time in Baltimore, his last start in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't, didn't, that didn't, didn't go, go so well. well. <laughs> it didn't go so well at all. So I don't know if there's a connection there or not. <laughs> all right, Hoinsey, uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We will uh, talk to you again before the series opener and preview uh, Boston coming in on uh, on Tuesday. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 